Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Hello everybody and welcome to episode 5 of Parent Pod. I can't believe we're already at number 5. How exciting. Yeah, so exciting. Very. Mm. How are the both of you this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, really good this Great. week, actually. Thanks. Yeah. Catherine, how are you? Yeah, good. We're actually on holiday down in Wanaka at the moment, so it's pretty dreamy, if I'm honest. Mm. Nice. So nice. Yeah, just going down to the lake every day with the boys and they they haven't worn normal clothes in about like six days now and probably not for <laughs> quite a while they just they're either in like their togs or they're naked love that's it just, that's just what it's like at the moment and we've got another three weeks of holiday which oh my um, goodness. which is great because we we basically moved out of our house which I mentioned before because we had tenants moving in uh, so we had to move out for them and then we had a month where we have nowhere to live so we decided <laughs> to take an extended holiday which has just worked out so well uh, because we are moving to Perth in three weeks Perth Australia 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 we don't like to talk about it <laughs> No, no, we don't. We don't like to. Oh, we don't want it to actually happen. No. I'm just going for 12 months, fingers crossed. Yeah. So yeah, we and we couldn't get into Perth until the 5th of February, which is when they open their borders. Um, so we're flying on the 6th of February. So yeah, we've got this time together before we, before we head out to to Perth. If anybody has any good tips about things to do in Perth with the kids, hit me up, please. Yeah, I have one tip for you. Run your air conditioner 24-7, stay inside and... Um, check your yeah, shoes, check the bins. Yeah, oh. pretty much because it's going to be hot. Over yeah, there. yeah. I'm I'm definitely a bit nervous about the heat, especially going... We're going in February, like, mm. that's hot. Yeah. yeah, it's a hot yeah. time of the year. And you actually... The crazy thing is you actually do have to check your shoes before you even like put your shoes on. Yeah. I when I moved here, I thought it was such a novelty that I could just wear jandals out in the grass. <laughs> is it because of because snakes? Snakes and things. Oh. Where I lived, yes, yeah, snakes, but like just spiders and stuff. Oh gosh. And someone said to me, You can't go for a swim in the sea at dusk or dawn. Because you could get eaten by a shark. <laughs> I thought they were joking. They're not. They're actually not joking. Oh. They're being completely serious. I could get eaten by a shark if I swim in the morning. Lots of places have those shark nets up, though, Catherine. You'll be right. <laughs> I'll be fine. I figure, though, in my head, I'm thinking if they can eat a human, they can not like gnaw their way through a shark net, surely. <laughs> surely they're like quite. Um, What's the word? Quite thick, good, good construction. Hopefully, I hope they've thought about that. Yeah. I'm sure they have. So yeah, mm. we're just—it's a bit nuts thinking we're moving country in three weeks. I'm just not thinking about it, if I'm honest. And oh, but how great! Yeah, and fingers crossed, no EMIQ. Oh my gosh, oh. that we thought we were going to have to do EMIQ for a long time, but now 
for now I'm just absolutely loving not even knowing what time of the day it is at any point and just relaxing by the Mm. lake oh how good you guys deserve it after the mad rush of getting out of your house and everything yeah that was nuts Yeah. yeah yeah so what's on top for you guys this week something that is on top for me that I have tried implementing just since the new year really is just um, a little bit of self-care so I recently invested in well self-care for me I mean I suppose self-care looks like different for everyone but I invested in a um, Kindle love a Kindle yeah towards the end of last year and oh my god it has been the best investment ever I can honestly say I have read before bed every single night since I got it it's amazing every single night Mm. yeah so like I I have like this wee goal for myself that because like for me reading is like my downtime and I just honestly since having Mila I have not read I mean I I probably have read three books and they have taken me so long to get through each time Mm. I just love it I sit in bed and because my Kindle has a backlight, I can have the lights off mm. and I can be reading with the lights off. So, yeah, it's like a wee treat to myself, you know, just every two weeks or so. Get well, Actually, no, I go through a book probably every three or four days. Wow. So I'm buying a lot of books, but, you know, I just think, like, it's for a good oh, reason. Oh, definitely. So, that's great. Oh, yes. And that's so much cheaper on the Kindle as well. Yeah, they are, and my mum and I we share our library, so cool. any that she buys, I can read as well. Mm. Yeah, I've got like a wee challenge for myself. I want to try and read fifty books this wow, year. Wow, that's awesome! And hopefully, I can hopefully I can do it. Yeah, I think I'm already like three to three or four down. So you'll have to share your book list. Yes, so we know what to read. yeah, yeah. I'll share my book list. I highly recommend if you're a mum getting a Kindle. I think I consulted with you guys before mm. I bought it to see if it would be a good investment. Oh, yes, so love my Kindle. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because you can just re- take it anywhere. I think I've charged it twice. Oh, wow. Since I've owned yeah. It. Yeah. They just last forever. And- oh, and it's just so much better than scrolling on your phone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even – I we haven't watched TV in the evening, I would say, for maybe two, three weeks Yeah, because so I nice. just read my books. Or Zane, he does whatever he's doing, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God knows what. No. What about you, Georgia? Mine's kind of following on from last week, um, but it's just like how bloody great are mum friends? Obviously, there's oh. you guys. Like that goes without saying. The best, um, yeah, the best. <laughs> but yes, last week I said how we'd been ditching the dummy with Flo, and one of my best friends had actually done it with her wee girl, kind of the week before, um, mm. and she just was amazing like she just would message me it was like she knew the exact time to message me you know she knew when Flo was going down for her sleeps and she'd just check in and say like you know you've got this and you can do it and it was really hard when we started and then I probably got really annoyed and was messaging her basically after every sleep telling her how it went but yeah Mm. she was just amazing and super super supportive and I think knowing she had just gone through it was when yeah. I was really yeah. wanting to give up. She was saying, no, it was worth it. So shout out to Heidi. Thank you. So- <laughs> but yeah, Aunt Mum Friends just so great. 
Oh, they really the are. absolute yeah. best. They really are. You just, if you're you ever need having them. a low moment or oh. you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed, I'm like, I can just go and meet them with the kids and they get it. It's just, oh, yeah. and they're just yeah. amazing at picking you up and making you feel great Also, again. who else replies at like 2.30 in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> no. If you're not a, you know, who else would do that? Yeah. Only a mum friend. Yeah. yeah who else did you send the picture of your kid's shit to and yeah. they're okay with that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is so oh. true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shall we get going? Sounds good. Yes, we should. Today, we are going to be talking about the thing that you are asked about more than anything else as a parent sleep. It has become apparent to us over the last couple of years that the phrase sleep like a baby is quite frankly bullshit. (laughs) So we are going to be sharing with you our experiences of baby and toddler sleep, our plans, what we did, any top tips we picked up along the way and the support that we have received. And we actually have a wonderful sleep consultant who will be joining us next week to answer all of our questions. We have the lovely Lisa Rutter from Sleep Easy, who is an amazing resource for all new parents out there. So let's get started. Right. So what did you guys know about baby sleep before becoming a parent? And what were your expectations? Catherine? Oh, I don't know if I knew anything about baby sleep at all besides friends who'd had babies always saying they were tired and you being like, oh yeah, I've heard parents are always tired. And I remember... Because my last trimester, I didn't have great sleep because I had quite bad heartburn. And about two days before Hugh was born, my heartburn was so bad. And I remember having a rough night's sleep. And the next day saying to Matt, like, this is the worst I've ever felt in my whole life. This is it. I'm, this is horrendous. <laughs> and I went, found a local hydrotherapy pool and just lay in it for like two hours. <laughs> thinking oh. about how awful my sleep had been. And then obviously once he arrived I was like that was nothing like (laughs) give give me that any day (laughs) but what about you guys I actually thought babies just slept I actually thought that's all they did um was sleep and I was really amazed when I was pregnant how people were like oh you're never gonna sleep again because I just didn't realize that babies woke up that much Mm. during the night I honestly thought you just put them down and they just slept until the morning (laughs) and it's all the things that go with sleep like overtiredness why would you just not go to sleep if you're tired just why do babies get more tired and more grumpy when (laughs) yeah yeah it just makes no sense to me I had no idea that you could even be overtired before I had children or undertired like what I just (laughs) didn't even know any of these things and I think you know in life before I'd been tired when you've been up late studying for uni or more studying or going out studying or going out I should say going out you know and there were times where you'd be out till 4am then get up and go to work or whatever but you could always have time to catch up and I think that's the one Mm. thing with a parent is you never catch up Oh, it's the worst. It like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry to any upcoming parents. It does get I better, know. I promise. Oh, it's so much better. I think that's at the start, you know, you're, you have a shit night and then it's not like, oh, well, it's okay. I'll just 
have a sleep all day or have a great sleep the next night. You just mm. never know when you're actually going to catch up on that sleep. Or, but I also feel like there's pressure from kind of the older generation that they would sleep through really early. And I feel like the older generation, though, probably did put them in their bed and then they just shut the door and they didn't have yeah. a monitor and they were like, oh, we'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I've told you this story before, guys, when we went to France. Yes. When he was... He was uh, three months old and we went to France and he obviously wasn't sleeping through. He was having two or three wakes a night to feed. And everyone would say to us, how, how are his nights? And we'd say, oh, yeah, they're fine. Like he does a quick feed, go back down. And they, they were horrified that he wasn't sleeping through the night, which seemed bizarre to us. And so we kind of unpicked with some of um, Matt's friends over there what the deal was. And they said, well fair enough the baby might not sleep through but there's no reason you shouldn't just close the door at seven o'clock and don't go back till the morning oh my gosh i just can't believe that i couldn't do it and so in those very first few days Mm. with your baby how was sleep like how did you manage in those first few days and how did you find them like with Harry, he had a big recovery sleep where he did Mm. he did sleep for a few hours so although i didn't really sleep um Mm. Whereas, yeah, flow didn't really settle that well right at the start. So I, I definitely felt tired when, you know, coming home to a toddler and things. Yeah, I remember with Harry thinking, I'm never, ever going to sleep again. Like, I'm going to have to hold this child for the rest of its life to yeah. get it to sleep, ever. Find me in 18 years. Yeah. yeah, I'll be here still. You really do have to nap when the baby naps. And yeah. you just mm. really, I think, I really understood this with my second you really have to just leave the cleaning and the washing Mm. and the cooking and hopefully you've got someone who will come and do that for you but you've just got to leave it sometimes and actually go and sleep while your baby is sleeping oh absolutely and even if you can't sleep even if it's just lying down and closing your eyes or yeah like you said not worrying about all that other stuff like it's Mm. so important to look after yourself in those early days yeah Mm. I talking about not knowing what overtiredness was I definitely experienced overtiredness for the first time maybe a week when we were at home and I just was really struggling to get to sleep when Mm. uh, when he was sleeping and the only way I could go to sleep is if like Matt would hold me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I'd have like meditation or hypnobirthing playing <laughs> in the background. I really needed sleep aids to mm. get me over that overtiredness to be able to sleep. Did you have that? Yeah. Yeah. Not like not quite that extreme. I wasn't <laughs> needing to be like a baby. No, but I remember no. I would <laughs> I would try and go for a nap and I would text Tom and be like, I need you to hug me. But I think that was more my emotional state yeah i went through that as well yeah yeah but one of my friends said that she needed her husband to like swaddle her (laughs) when she couldn't sleep for the first few days she was like if it works for the baby i need you to do it for me just like wrap me up in the duvet oh that sounds quite nice actually or like a weighted blanket or something would be good yeah good investment like postpartum would be a weighted blanket yeah that would be really good yeah, I think those first few days, you realise with your second one, why didn't I just lie in bed all day every yeah. day, <laughs> like snoozing and watching Netflix? Because you yeah. can't do that when you've got a toddler. So with your no. first, I'd totally go Make back the to most doing of that. It. Yeah. Basically, you'd pretend you're in a hotel for a month <laughs> yeah. and just lie there, call room service and watch TV and just snuggle. 
how did you guys cope as a parent with sleep deprivation? Define cope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say support, to be honest. Like, I had so much support from Tomo and, like, my mum and his mum. We were really, really lucky. And I found mm. all the other thing that we did is I would always go to bed at, like, 7 o'clock. And yeah. Tomo would kind of stay up with Harry until mm. 10, until he was ready for that next feed. And I found just getting that, like three or so hours then early in the evening was so good I felt like that was really really helpful just if they both were asleep I would just try and have a nap and like you said Molly just like didn't really worry about other stuff we were kind of lucky that like our mums took care of that side of things while we just looked after ourselves and the baby so yeah yeah just support from people around us really with my second something I said that I was going to do was not have anyone at my house for like two or more weeks because with Mila I felt like because I had people honestly it was like every single day I felt like my house needed to be really clean and tidy and then I had to be like almost hosting these people coming to see and the second time I just didn't do that and I just didn't have anyone come over and I just, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't care if my house was messy or if I hadn't done something because I didn't need to. That's, that's great advice. That was actually yeah. one like bonus with lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. And then if you were doing like a video chat, you could just hide mm. in one yeah. corner that was like vaguely tidy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think as new mums, you feel this pressure to have people come over and meet your baby but I think it's so fine to say no that you're not ready Mm. and you're trying to get to know this baby and you're exhausted yourself so you shouldn't yeah you don't need to put that pressure on yourself yeah that's Mm. one thing I wish I had really done the first time so if I can just really reiterate that to anyone just say no to people coming over you'll thank yourself Mm. later I think yeah how did you cope Catherine um with Hugh I was we were actually okay I mean we really struggled with sleep deprivation but in the grand scheme of things it was fine and his sleep was very linear I guess in that it improved over time we didn't really have the sleep regressions you know he went from three wake-ups to two to one and Mm. I think we were fine Hector was a lot harder I think because he slept we co-slept with him for the Mm. first year almost just because he was a terrible, terrible sleeper. I remember being in the hospital with him the night before we were discharged. So he had a week in NICU and then um, I was with him the night before he was discharged and he just wouldn't sleep. Like he just cried and cried and screamed and screamed all night. There was nothing I could do to get him to sleep. And after a while I said to one of the midwives, it was like 4am, we haven't gone to bed yet. Can Aww. Do you mind just holding him for me so I can sleep you know, for 40 minutes or something? And I could just hear him screaming in the corridor and then they just brought him back and we're like, we're really sorry, we just can't get him to sleep. <sighs> you know, you just feel like dizzy and sick. Yeah. And because of COVID, Matt was only allowed to visit once a day for Aww. a couple of hours. That situation was rough because I had nobody to hand him to at yeah. all. Mm. It was just me because we were in hospital and it was COVID. And that was when I really worried about dropping him and falling asleep. Yeah. And then it was quite hard when we got home because we had no family support because of COVID again this time. Nobody could come over like they were, like they were going to. Mm. And because he was really late, Matt had to go back to work oh. after 
one week. That's right. I couldn't believe it. He had to go back onto night shifts. Such a stitch up. (laughs) Yes, such a stitch up. You're really pushing me to the edge here, having like a newborn and a 15-month-old on my own basically for 24 hours. Oh, gosh. That was really hard. And Hector was very, very unsettled because he'd been poorly. Mm. So I think the only way I got through that was, yeah, I'd sleep before Matt left for work for two hours and he'd just walk Hector in the front pack whilst he cried during witching hour and then he'd just drop him back to me just before he left for work and you just you do you just survive don't you like you you really do it's amazing yeah yeah and like and that was a big reason why we chose to co-sleep because it was entirely survival at that point and it got so much better at six weeks so much better at 12 weeks yeah. just like those classic milestones and then when we got to the point we couldn't have him in the bed anymore because it was a bit much we got help but I didn't sleep that badly when he was in bed with me if I'm honest my Fitbit told me I was getting great sleep scores so clearly <laughs> I quite liked it <laughs> it's, isn't it that awful feeling when you're so tired and you've woken up to feed them and then you wake up again and you can't remember if they're still in the bed with you or if you've put them back <gasps> oh, in the yeah. bassinet and you think you've squashed them or something. It's just yes. that awful feeling. Or when they wake, you wake up and they're next to you and you're like, when did I put you there? And yeah. you're just like so unaware. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, did you guys introduce any sleep aids with your two? Oh, did I? (laughs) (laughs) Everything going. Yeah. Like a sleep store wish list. Yeah. For Mila, she had a dummy and she had like a cuddly attached to her dummy. We had white noise and we had a Lula doll. And then we also had like blackout curtains and she always slept in a sleep sack. So right. she just know. Yeah. Don't you sometimes think if you added up that amount of money, we should have just got like a night nurse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's, um, yeah. So much. And I found like with Mila, having that many things was actually really challenging. If I forgot one when we went to like her grandparents' house or something, mm. I'd be like, right, do I have the Lula? Do I have the sound machine? Do I have the dummy? <laughs> do I have all these things? It was just really, it was mm. too much, I think. What about you, Catherine? We we actually kept it pretty basic with you. Like he slept in the bassinet, but we just swaddled him in blankets that we already had. Like we didn't have a fancy swaddle or anything. And we introduced a dummy a couple of weeks in. Then when we went away traveling when he was three months, we had to get a white noise machine once we were away because we found just like staying in hotels or at other people's houses, we really needed to... It was just yeah. quite noisy. Mm. So we introduced the white noise there. And then in time, we've put blackout blinds up when it got to summer. What about you? Swaddled when they were younger. And then once they came out of that into sleep sacks. Mm. And then both had dummies. Yeah, and then white noise and blackout blinds. But my they can both sleep without the white noise fine. Mm. I just mm. pop it on for flow during the day to block out Harry's noise and yeah um, and so you can do stuff in the evening yes yeah yeah definitely and yeah that's about it really I just I love the look on their face when they have that sleep association whether it's the swaddle or the sleep sack and they just look so excited when you go and put them in it and they're like yay bedtime I think it's so nice to have those associations for them yeah. yeah or when they're doing that really tired cry if you've waited too long yes and then 
like today Hector was really tired because we stayed out too long for his midday nap and then he saw the dummy and he just looked at me as if to be like oh thank fuck mum like yeah. where have you been <laughs> <laughs> I hand it over put uh, me into bed and leave and then it's amazing it knocks them out doesn't it mm. yeah like completely knocks them out yeah so we're all How, pretty similar yeah. with that really aren't we yeah, yeah really similar did you get really scared in those first few days or first few weeks sorry about bad sleep habits yes yeah people really freak me out about like do not feed, feed to sleep do not rock to sleep like you, you'll never ever stop rocking ever again in your life yes and I got so worried that I just basically should never touch or look at my child yeah <laughs> when they're going to sleep yeah I was a lot more with Mila I would just I did let her sleep on me for the first three months this time with Layla, I was more like into a routine straight away. You kind of have to be when you've got a toddler though, don't you? You can't be sitting yeah. on the couch, unfortunately, having yeah. them sleep on you all day. Yeah, so she did the majority uh. of her sleeps in her bassinet or her cot. And I didn't really get that like, I don't know, like cuddly sleepy time. But you've just got too much yeah. shit to do. So who has time to, to sit and cuddle yeah. your baby? Well, I was the complete opposite. True. I was so strict with you mm. and shout out to my midwife Di who was incredible she just taught me how to get him to sleep in those first few weeks and it worked he she's just... amazing isn't she gosh yeah she just <laughs> gave me all these tips and he would self-settle from birth we just I'd feed him and then we'd put him in his bassinet and walk away and that was it and then we never Great. had to teach him to do it I know it was bizarre she was it was amazing and then I was really soft on Hector and he had every single nap up until 10 months on me he mm. never once slept in a bassinet cot so gosh it was complete opposite but I need him to sleep I don't have time to teach him to settle mm. so that was kind of survival for me I guess in just a different way to you guys and I thought front pack him and he's gonna sleep and that's yeah. that. yeah and do you think it was because you were out and about lots with you as well Oh, yeah, especially that morning nap at, what is it, like nine o'clock. And yeah. we were always out at groups or tumble times or something at that time. So he just had to nap in there. And especially that afternoon nap, which is a killer, uh, isn't it? No, yeah, Flo does every single afternoon nap in the front pack. I've actually never even tried her in, in her bed at that time. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I don't do any, any sleeps in the front pack or anything. She, she just doesn't do it. But it's Gosh. kind of to my it's kind of to my detriment though because we went to Hamna the other day and she just would not sleep in the pram like would mm. not it was her sleep time uh. I had the blackout sleep thing on the pram she had everything you know I had white noise playing on my phone and she just would not sleep at all yeah. oh, she's probably like mum I've got a really cute bikini to wear let <laughs> like, me into the water. <laughs> Oh. it's funny how everyone's different though isn't it you just totally do mm. what works for you don't yeah. you yeah and there is no right or wrong i think that's no. the most important thing so what is your bedtime routine and did you introduce it really early on or did it just happen as you went along so we do dinner at five thirty, and then bath or shower at about six and then from six thirty, it's like bottle or boob and then and reading stories normally um and then they're both in bed by seven and I think it just kind of happened with Harry really 
I can't remember ever, you know, purposely going out and saying, right, this is going to be our strict routine. It means that we've ne- we hadn't really had troubles getting him into bed at night. He just knew that that was bedtime. Whereas with Flo, it's, we've tried to run, you know, do the same bedtime routine. It's just taken a lot longer to then get her into mm. bed asleep at seven. But we're there now, so it does it does happen eventually. <laughs> Evening's back. Yeah. yeah, thank goodness. What about I, you, Molly? We are... We don't really have like a really super strict routine, like time timing wise we do. But you know how everyone's like, you should have a bath and then you should do all of this between. We don't really do that. We we have dinner at five, and then I do a bath every second night because it's mm-hmm. just such a humongous effort to bath both of them at the same time. If it's a bath night, usually about five thirty. Um, and then Mila hops straight out of the bath and she'll have a milk and then we'll go into her bedroom about quarter to six and start reading some stories and then I turn out the lights maybe like five to six and she's asleep at six. Only because recently she's dropped her day nap so Mm. she's not day napping so she's really she's that's a good time. Previously she was day napping and she would I'd put her in there at seven and she wouldn't be asleep till like eight or nine. So that's great. And then I do all those things with Layla as well. But since she's usually, she's asleep by like in five, ten minutes. Amazing. So good. Yeah. For me, when you say seven, I'm like, oh my God, that's so late. Like that really, really makes a dent in my alone time. So (laughs) I'm like like six o'clock. But Mila's always, even as a small baby, she's always been a six o'clock bedtime and we we could never do anything we can't go to people's houses usually because if if we went five minutes past six o'clock she would literally lose it she would be so tired Mm. and just really crazy yeah so what about you Catherine um yeah we're pretty strict on bedtime actually and do you find you don't realize how strict you are until you go away with friends yes you're like We've we've had this quite a lot recently. We've gone quite a week, few weekends away with friends. I'm like, oh, we are, we need to loosen up bedtime routine. But works, and they both yeah, sleep for the night. So absolutely, it's a tricky one. So we do dinner at five, so quite early, and then bath at five thirty, bed at six. Mm. And they both sleep from six p.m. till seven a.m. Yeah. That That's is good. Yeah. amazing. Mm. Have you seen how much they move in the day, though? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> True. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. The evenings just, when you have your evenings back or when you get them back, it just feels, it's just like a game changer, isn't it? You feel normal again, I think. Yeah. I'm at that point, which is so great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's, for me, that's when I feel postpartum period is over. Mm. That initial newborn stage is when I get my evenings back to myself. When you put them down at six or seven and you know they'll sleep until midnight or whatever yeah. yes yeah and you can do your normal evening activities yeah mm. i make it sound like i do such fun things with the evening activities <laughs> we podcast like, yeah. <laughs> yeah 
We podcast, drink wine, podcast, exercise, drink wine, watch yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So, did you use any plans or sleep guides with any of your children? And if you did, um, what age did you start them? Did you have the same thing where in your antenatal group at six weeks old, someone circulated a sleep guide that they'd got from a friend of a friend of a friend who bought like five years ago and then everyone was just using it for free? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we had that exact thing. And I just re- read that and was like, oh, they're supposed to sleep at this time. Okay, we'll try and give that a go. But we just mainly did wake windows and mm. went like sleepy cues. Yeah. Yeah, we were the same. We followed that... Um, what baby app i don't know if Mm. you've seen that yeah and it just focuses on awake windows and we were probably a bit more lenient with harry with wake windows and then flow pretty strict and i definitely Mm. think it helped and then around kind of that 12 week age we introduced more of a routine um and with harry i was quite strict i'd say with flow i've definitely loosened up a little bit and i realized that Mm. if they if it doesn't go to plan one day, it's actually okay. Whereas with Harry, yeah. I'd get quite stressed about it. Yeah, you yes. can op- you can obsess over it, can't you? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, you it really can. Really consuming. Yeah, it mm. does. I found as well. Like, there's some really good Facebook groups out there. The sleep store groups are really good. The ones that are tailored to their age, because you oh, can ask yes. for people's routines in there, and they actually have sleep coaches that will reply to you if you need some help with a routine and they'll give you like a quick um, mm. overview of what you should be doing. So I you like I really utilized those groups when I had Mila. But I suppose like you kind of just start knowing your baby a little mm. like after a while. They kind of just get into their own routine, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think often as well sleep consultants on Instagram now share mm. a lot for free. They oh, put yes. so much time and they do those question boxes and yeah. there is so much support out there. Which is great, but then it's also it is easy to let it really consume everything yeah. that you do and mm. why yeah. are they not having a two hour day nap when this this guide is telling me they should be having a two-hour day nap, which yes, mm, yeah, can get really well, hard. I went to a plunket massage group, not to massage myself, you know, baby <laughs> massage. Yeah, and they had like a discussion topic over the massage each week. And when we had the sleep one, asking about the cry it out method, mm-hmm. it was just like looks of horror. And the plunket lady said, "Oh no, 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 no! You don't do the cry out method. Like that's." not something you should be doing with your baby children in Romania have had brain scans done and it's shown that it's really affected them later in life you know oh my god are you having a laugh you're talking about children who are left in orphanages without any parents and left to cry for hours on an end yeah you're not talking about controlled crying a child in a loving warm yeah. safe environment yeah, yeah. checking on them and yes but it's the same in like the sleep store group if anyone asks about crying it out you can get a lot of abuse for that. Yes. Yeah. When, yeah. let's all be honest, you do it at some point. You do. Oh, you you mm-hmm. actually have to, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, I've done it with both of my kids. Let yeah. them cry for a bit. I check on them, make sure they're okay. But yeah. And it's worked wonders for us, I have to say, doing yep. that. Yeah, same here. 
yeah yeah same it happens yeah. and they're okay they still love you yeah <laughs> um so what about the sleep regressions or progressions with your two babies what did you guys find with that i actually think there was more hype yeah, yeah. i oh. think definitely more hype around it than they actually were people being like oh four months oh my god coming the four up. month one oh. that's all anyone talks about isn't it it's just so annoying just shut up about it oh, i just I think like it's one of those things that yes you do notice a change in their sleeping patterns when they are around four months but, you know, like they get over it and you just work with it. It's honestly yeah. nothing to stress about. And I, I remember no. with Harry, when leading up to the four month and the eight month, I would mm. be so worried about it because you'd only yeah. ever heard bad things. Yeah. And then I was like, what is, this is nothing to worry about at all. Yeah. I think the only benefit really to the sleep regressions, regressions are for your own sanity if you mm. can be like oh well they are vaguely near 15 months so it's a 15 month regression yes um, true yeah <laughs> and then yeah. i'll feel better about myself <laughs> yeah it's nice to kind of put a label on it or blame it on something yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah totally it's like with wonder week so i used to do that all the time oh yeah he was super grisly i'd be like check wonder week oh yeah he's like a two weeks away from something we'll take it mm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i found though the wonder weeks they're all the same like all of the fussy signs every time oh definitely they the were under the like storm clouds yes mm. yeah the whole oh time oh my gosh mm. yeah i was like is my child ever gonna be happy <laughs> yeah where's the sun please yeah. give me like a sunny week with no clouds oh yeah. god did either of you ever seek any professional help at all with your sleep like did you get a sleep consultant yeah we've just we've just worked with lisa from mm. sleep easy and god she's amazing yeah she was yeah she was really great oh absolutely i just think if you're even thinking about getting a sleep consultant Mm. just do it it's if you if you're in a financial position where you can Mm. i think it's worth every cent because it just they are amazing and they really you notice a difference in a day yeah well we did to be honest yeah so i think to get a bit of sleep back it's so worth it if you can yeah or if you've got a friend expecting soon like come together with a few friends and get them a voucher for a sleep consultant that is such a good baby shower gift that really really is is. yeah we used one yeah we so i didn't use one with hugh and then and i'm gonna be honest i definitely thought it was a bit of a fad Mm. when guys come on i could go to the library and read a book i can find things out online surely i can work this out on my own there's there's no need and with hector like i said he slept in our bed and he he didn't sleep longer than three hours by the time he was 10 months ever we never had more than a three-hour stretch his sleep obviously wasn't great but i quite liked the snuggles up until that point and didn't mind and then at 10 months i was like fine i'll give the sleep consultant thing a run Mm. and see how it goes and yep still to this day my husband and i say it's the best money we've ever spent yeah she was amazing like we just had a chat with her i said i didn't want to do anything too harsh because you know he had been snuggled to sleep for his entire life and she spent hour getting to know his personality and then sent through a plan and it was just so nice having that support as well i'd text all the time every nap and let her know what was happening and she'd get back to me it was just great and he he went I think it was day two, he slept through the night, having never done more than three hours his whole life. 
he slept through the night on night two. That's, That's incredible. So I good. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just like disclaimer, I was so dehydrated from shushing for five yeah. hours straight. <laughs> and I think I've permanently damaged my wrist from like doing that jiggling. But um, it was worth it in the long run. I think that's the thing with a sleep consultant. Just because you get a sleep consultant doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You still have Mm. to do the hard work. But in the long run, it's so worth it, isn't it? And it's nice to just know you're doing something. You know, even if you have a shit night, you're like, I'm doing something about it. So actually, I can handle this. Yeah. Mm. It's not going to last forever. Someone's helping me. Yeah, we Mm. just also... I had Lisa's help as well with Layla. Shout out to sleep consultants. Yeah, yeah. we're both sitting here with no baby. So yeah. since having yeah, the help winning. from Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you give to new parents regarding sleep? And you guys actually just stole mine. <laughs> what was mine, it? Mine was get a sleep consultant. Like don't feel um, – don't feel – ashamed that you have to get one yeah oh my gosh there's no shame attached to it do it yeah and just like you just got to do it so that's my advice Mm. get get the bloody sleep consultant (laughs) you won't regret it no not at all set money aside for it before you have your baby yeah and then it's just like a nice little treat at some point in your first year of life yeah yeah, promise we're not being paid to promote sleep consultants. No, we're either. not. No, we're not. <laughs> no. We just swear by them. Yeah. 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 What's yours, Georgia? Uh, mine would be just remembering that everything is just a phase. You know, <gasps> yeah. Right from those, the newborn where they only sleep for an hour at a time, any, yeah, early wakes, things like that, it is just a phase. And it is exhausting at the time, but I think know that it will get better. Yeah. And I think mm. the other thing is, we've kind of talked about it, but you're not creating a rod for your own back. If you do cuddle them in those early days, no, if, Mm. if you want to cuddle them to sleep, just do it, do what works Mm. for you. And I think we, all three of us are proof that, you know, we've done things so differently now. Our children are now all asleep in their own beds. Yeah. So Mm. that's proof. It's so true. Mine's quite similar. It's definitely just follow your gut. If Mm. you just follow what feels right, if it's, necessary to rock them to sleep or hold them to sleep or only sleep in prams for you at that time if that's how you survive and get through your day just do it do what works for you yeah to contradict myself (laughs) i'd also say great advice i was given was that anything you introduce for sleep remember you have to take away at some point so um yeah we did the dummy fairy and it was unpleasant for a couple of weeks uh oh actually no i take that back the dummy was worth it for those first two years of Hughes life screw it no yeah. just stick with a go with your gut and yeah. use all the sleep aids yeah <laughs> do it yeah hopefully this has helped someone out there if you're in the trenches with sleep if you have any questions always don't worry about sending us a message on instagram or yeah hopefully between the any three of us. of us we can help you yeah yeah, yeah. definitely not professionals but no. even if you just <laughs> want one of us to say you can do it <laughs> yeah definitely yeah thanks so much for listening like Catherine said we really hope that you got something useful from this episode you can find us on instagram at parentpod.nz so feel free to flick us a message at any time 
and we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to us on apple google and spotify and if you're feeling really friendly leave us a rating it just helps other parents find us yeah next week we've got lisa rutter we've talked about her heaps um amazing sleep consultant from sleep easy so that is definitely an episode that you want to tune into she gives away some little secrets so well worth the listen yeah yeah Yeah. definitely right we'll see you next week week. Bye. bye bye bye